Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Master Your Voice podcast, a podcast for singers about singing, hosted by me, Heidi Voss. I'm a vocal pedagogue and a soprano. And today's episode of the Master Your Voice podcast is a little different. Today, we're not talking about vocal technique or repertoire choices or careers. Today, we're talking about something a little bit bigger, using your talents and your gifts to support something that means something to you, to bring hope and light. Today's podcast, we get to talk to Caitlin Baruch, who recently did a project where she is raising money for UNICEF and their efforts in the Ukraine war. I hope you enjoy. So um, I want to say a big welcome to Caitlin Baruch, who's joining the Master Your Voice podcast today. Today is a little bit different. Normally on the podcast, we talk to a lot of singers, a lot of people who work with singers or work in vocal music, but I wanted to bring Caitlin on because we're working on a special project that really speaks to a mission of mine, and that is finding purpose in the work that you do. And that really is my goal and theme for today's interview and bringing Caitlin in to chat with everyone. So, Caitlin Baruch, welcome to the Master Your Voice podcast. Thank you for having me. I am part of the vocalist genre now, not yes. really at all. You're in the community, my friend. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I will say we do share instrumentally some commonalities. So, tell oh, yeah. everybody what you play. I play the flute. And a lot of flutists take uh, voice lessons for a very long time. Uh, it helps with their, we, what we call voicing in our own plane. So there you go. So Caitlin might have a thing or two to say about, I don't know, breath and posture and all that fun stuff. Oh. As, I, as I slouch my chair. Nice job. Well, luckily, <laughs> I always say luckily podcasting is not a visual medium. Yeah. I'm not a person who will ever release a podcast on YouTube because I want to be able to do this in my sweatpants. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll just always pretend you're wearing a ball gown and yeah. very fancy. And, and not these weird Teva like, slippers. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. We can totally be in our slippers. That's mm-hmm. the beauty. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> So welcome. And today, though, we're not going to talk so much about technique or about breath or posture or slippers. Yeah, um, good. Good, right? good for all of us. Yes, good for all of us. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that you're working on and specifically this upcoming concert series that you have. So before we get started with that, I wanted to just let everybody know a little bit about Caitlin. As we mentioned, she's a flute player. She's a soft, sought-after music educator, um, does a lot of work with Lorena, she does work with the Harmony Project mm-hmm. um, of the New West Symphony. New West Symphony mm-hmm. um, has a very thriving private flute studio as well in Southern California, and works with some of the best flute players in the whole region. So she's an incredible educator and a wonderful collaborator and a fabulous flute player. So aside from all that, though, she started this little project, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't say little because. Wow, it is not little. <laughs> well, it started little. Um, yeah, it it started as just um, like an itch. An itch. An itch that I could not scratch. Um, it was, well, not really. It was, I felt, uh, it was like the first two weeks of the Ukrainian war, and I felt very, I think that along with everyone, um, 
felt, of course, saddened, horrified, powerless. And um, that grew to be a concert series um, in support of UNICEF's humanitarian aid in Ukraine. So taking something that you have a lot of frustration, powerlessness, and grief over Mm -hmm. and channeling that into something absolutely beautiful and making an effort to not just support UNICEF, but to support your own your own need to do something and give back and, and yes. have a sense of purpose. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a couple of questions about the, 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 just the basics, first of all. So when Caitlin, Caitlin contacted me about performing and working with her in the concert series, I immediately said, absolutely. And I'm sure there were plenty of people, additional musicians that were excited to get involved. Tell us a little bit about how you recruited and found other players. So, okay. So I was, I was, feeling powerless. I was feeling frustrated. I was feeling like, what can I do? I'm just a little flute player who lives in Southern California. I can't jump on a plane and go to Poland and help the refugees. Um, so I thought at least I can engage the Lorena community or at least the Lorena chamber Musicians. So starting where you were with the work you were doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So nothing bigger than just, here's where I go into work mm-hmm. this morning. <clears throat> I can do something small yeah. to feel like I'm, I'm giving back or doing something. Yes. Um, and so I, so once a month, usually the first Friday of the month, we have a concert series called first Friday and it, there's a, it's a little recital before school by the vocal program and the chamber music program at, at Lorena. And we rehearse on Monday and Wednesday. So the Wednesday before the first Friday, I approached one of the pianists and I said, if I were to play the Ukrainian national anthem, would you accompany me? The music doesn't look hard. And she's like, oh no, it's totally fine. So we rehearsed for maybe 10 minutes. Um, and um, what I do every month is um, email the faculty, the staff, the convent next door um, to invite everyone to come to their recital, uh, the first Friday recitals. And it doesn't really amount to much usually in terms of audience. And I totally understand that because if I had an invitation to go to a recital at 7.30 in the morning, I would not. (laughs) Absolutely not. It's the only part of the gig I don't love at Lorena is waking up early once in a while. So usually it's just... A handful of people. A handful of people, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you were there. Yeah. It was huge. I've never seen a crowd like that. Um, Some students um, came on their own because their teacher told them about it or like let them know about it. Basically in the email, I said... Please join us. We're we're playing this repertoire. We're also playing the Ukrainian national anthem. If you'd like to um, have a moment of reflection, prayer, you know, just meditation about the pro about the um, the horrible contest. Exactly. So yeah, huge. So understanding that. One little act. Yeah. Like saying, we're, that took you literally 10 minutes and yeah. 30 seconds to write an email. Yeah. Really inspired and catalyzed a community because a lot of people were needing 
something. They needed something. They wanted to come together and feel the feels together and to grieve and reflect. Reflect. Yes, exactly. And I, I looked around and I thought, this is amazing. We've never had a crowd like this from a performer stand, standpoint. But then I thought, we need to do more than just feel bad together. And so that's what happens when I'm up too early. I start <laughs> percolating. And um, I was running errands afterwards because I thought of me as well. I'm up early. And I, I just sat in my car and I thought maybe this could turn into like a benefit concert. And I went, and uh, let me pause you there for yeah. a second because that's what happens to normal people. They say maybe this will turn into a benefit concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it started slow and it crescendoed. Um, and I started texting my most favorite friends and colleagues. I'm pointing at you, Heidi. Um, and who I like the people who I like to um perform the most with and I just with a simple ask simple question if I were to do a benefit concert for the people of Ukraine would you perform very general very vague and you know how sometimes you text people you don't don't expect to get a response right away yeah yeah immediate responses from everyone. Yes, yes, yes. And that was so encouraging. These acts of excitement, encouragement, enthusiasm really helped me um, kind of propel my thinking to to go to the next level. So then I thought, well, maybe I have enough performers to do two concerts, or maybe we should take this show on the road and do two. Um, and then three. And then three, and, and now then. it's four. And actually, I I had a fifth one scheduled, and I had to say, mm, I think I think we should call it a day with four. four. Is plenty. Um, yeah, um, I think something. I depending on how these go, I might bring this back maybe in the fall and have a student series. Well, and, and I have to say, so as somebody who's been performing for many decades, it's a rare occasion to see somebody go to this level of going from just one, like I said, most people will do, I'm going to do a concert, I'm going to put it together. These are a lot of work. One concert mm-hmm. is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, <laughs> when you jump in the deep end of the pool and say, I'm not going to do one, I'm going to do a series. Mm-hmm. And not only am I going to do a series, I'm going to do a series in short order. So we're going to execute yeah. this thing within the next two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not a small undertaking at all. Yeah, I know. It, it was um, mid-March, I think. No, it was early March because it was the first Friday of March that I had the idea. Um, and the first concert is going to be when? May 7th. Yes. So yeah. we're <laughs> about two months later, this yeah. girl's got four concerts on the calendar. Well, I wanted it to be sooner than later because I wanted it to be before summer happened um I feel like it's harder to get the word across um through our students through our studio um I also wanted it to be sooner than later because we're feeling like we want to do something in the moment um and the the experience for Ukrainians is dire, and it continues to be every single day. Um, and every day we hear more atrocities, more just awful situations. 
Um, so, so it's only more of a catalyst every single day. You're more motivated to make sure that this works and that yeah. you can do something. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really, that really spoke to me is a theme that I felt for a number of years in singing and music and working in music in general, mm-hmm. in that we so often perform and don't feel a sense of purpose. Yeah. You know, we perform because somebody programmed it and okay, now we're doing Brahms. Okay. Now we're doing this. Mm -hmm. And when you understand that musicians have a special gift Mm -hmm. in terms of offering solace and comfort and the ability to create a space for reflection, Mm -hmm. that that's a really important mission that we have that not a lot of people can manifest in their professional lives exactly and and when I approached the musicians that I, I wanted to to include in this in the series I wanted to make sure that they understood that that it was I was asking them to approach this in in a way that <clears throat> you would be proud to uh, portray music um, in other words, I wanted to program music that the performers wanted to um, present. It wasn't that I was programming music. It wasn't all you... It's not... A, it's a chamber music series. Because um, we should clarify. Yes, yeah, it's chamber, yeah, music, it's chamber classical music, classical music. Classical music. Um, but um, it's not all Ukrainian composers. Um that's actually a really hard subset because of its history and, and where... To, anyway, I won't get into that. Um, it was... I, I had asked this, the, the performers to play what they are passionate to perform. Um, I think it's more important to have a diverse program of music that you can really feel this is their passion. This is what the performers are excited to present. Instead of a concert with a particular theme um, of either, you know, Eastern European music or music that makes you think, oh, we're at war. I didn't want it to be doom and gloom. I wanted it to be a nice variety. And it literally is then the musicians giving of themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. For for the particular mission of raising money for for Ukraine in, in support of UNICEF. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to, like you said, curating a concert of Ukrainian music, which mm-hmm. would be wonderful. However, the other, the other challenge we got into, I'm not sure if like this is entirely relevant, but mm-hmm. even thinking about how American players yeah. approach playing Ukrainian music. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. that's really not our voice, but yeah. we want to do whatever we can with our voice mm-hmm. to support that cause. Yes. And also from um, a standpoint of organizer, would this appeal to the community? Like, I think everyone has a, a general interest in Ukrainian music, but would you want to go to a concert of just Ukrainian music? I think it, it appeals to more uh, people to have some Ukrainian music, but then also some, you know, a, a piano trio or vocal quartet um, 
I think we need variety these days. We're living in the time of TikTok, and so we want <laughs> we want to swipe up and go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of variety in the programming. Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about what's on the on the programs? Yes. So every program is a little bit different, which is great. Um, because which means you can come four times and get can. a slightly different show. Absolutely. So the first um, program, which is um, in Thousand Oaks on May seventh at two p.m. at St. Patrick. Episcopal Church, <laughs> just if, FYI, um, um, it will be, oh my gosh, what won't be on the concert for that? It's it's going to be really, really fun. There's going to be a Donizetti flute sonata, which is very fun and a little bit flashy and, and a little bit, I don't know, it's extra, I would little, say. I like that extra. Yeah. Um, we have, now you're putting me on the spot. No, sorry, I warned you. Um, we have Sarah Four yes. performing and those two pieces, oh my goodness, I was listening. Oh my gosh. They're just like instant tears. Yeah. We've got some beautiful pieces that we program for the, the yes. series. Um, we have one of my favorite pieces that I tried to steal once and it just didn't work on the flute, or at least it didn't work when I was playing it on the flute. It's called Spiegel and Spiegel. It's the Arvel part. Um, Oboe and Piano by Frederick Bierstein. And Dr. Eric Kinsley will be performing that. We have a Zelenka uh, trio um, with Frederick Bierstein again. Um, We also have uh, Julian Amberg and Eric Johnson-Tamai. And again, Eric Kinsley playing that. No, sorry, not not Eric Kinsley. I'm so sorry. Tomiko Taylor will be performing uh, the Zelenka. Um, what else? Who else? Is I do so believe many. we're also doing a little bit of Bach. We are doing a little bit of Bach. Ich habe genug. Mm-hmm. I have enough. Cantata, the uh, the first aria. And that will be really fun. We've played that before, you and I. Um, we've played it with um, a cellist playing the figure bass um, with a continual part. And that was really, really fun. And now we have Eric Johnson-Tamai playing it on bassoon. Which, which is, is beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's, beautiful. it's so different. It yeah. feels... It feels different. It feels more reedy, obviously. But yeah. It sound like the the tone is Very more earthy. present. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I like it. I mean, of course, I love when cellists play it as well. But it's just it's a different vibe. It's a different vibe. Yeah. <clears throat> the programs are amazing, and everyone is slightly different. And you have how many musicians are joining you uh, on the course of the entire? Oh, the geez. Entire oh, that's a good question. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I would say, I know, Louise. Um, I think about fifteen. Wow. Um, and so, um, and it should be mentioned: these are not fifteen random students; these are fifteen no. professional, yes. high-level players. They're Absolutely. amazing players. I, uh, they are curated. <laughs> I like the by my fancy. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I. I said it once. I'll say it again. These are the people that I love playing with. Um, they are. Amazing. They are top notch pros. Top notch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So amazing musicians coming together for a cause that we all feel really, really strongly about supporting and doing what we can. Yes. And I should mention it's a 100% volunteer opportunity here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, basically, I need help. <laughs> I mean, professionally too. No, um, I this is going to become like is, a sponsorship for BetterHelp in a minute. Oh, I know, minutes. right? Yeah. No, I really, truly, um, 
I've been doing this um, day in and day out, um, and um, Julian Amberg has been helping me find sponsorships. Um, he is a, an oboist um, and is working in arts administration now. My former life in arts administration was never in development, um, and so I... And we should mention that were it not for your quote-unquote former life in arts administration, I do not think you could have pulled this off. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, I, I was kind of thrown in into the world of arts admin um, in when I was in grad school and then continued it um, for a couple of years afterwards, many years afterwards. Um, and since moving back to, to California from Switzerland, I was um, took a break from arts admin. I focused just on teaching and performing. And so this is kind of bringing me back to all of that. But bringing you back on your terms. Exactly, yeah. Which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I always find it kind of interesting. There All the skills you learn in life, and this yeah. may be me being you know, pontificating a little bit, but nothing ever goes to waste. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, and things come back up. Years later, you're like, I did that job. Even if it's that bartending job I did in undergrad. Mm-hmm. You know, this skill, and especially mixing a cocktail, serves you later in life. Absolutely. You know, and you realize, I needed that moment, mm-hmm. that moment of learning to to feed this next chapter, this other chapter. And it could be 10 years later, it could be 15 years later, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're called to do something. Mm-hmm. You feel that real strong calling. Yes. And you, and you, of all people, have the absolute skill set to make it happen. Thank you. I... I agree wholeheartedly, and it's something that I've really um, kept with me. Um, so I, I, we, I lived in Santa Barbara for about five, six years, um, and then I moved to, uh, I married my husband. We moved to um, Maryland, and then to Switzerland, and then back here. We, it was a lot of moving around, and I, I had the feeling that wherever we were moving, um, I was gaining the experience from those areas and they were not just to pass the time or to, you know, do what needed to be done in the moment. It was, it would help me later on. I think there's a part in Jane Eyre of all, um, books, um, when she takes the job of a, like a, um, the country no it was the country um um it was girls school and they said um Sinjin said something like uh, what will you do with all your skills like you're too good for this job um and she said they will keep mm. and I I kind of kept reminding myself they that, will keep yeah it's a pretty brilliant thing to recall it is it is because it's just it's just a lovely way to remember that you have these skills. They don't go away. <clears throat> you can draw upon them when you need them. Now, some things, it was a learning curve when I came back. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what, how do I... Well, it also speaks to the power, I think, of network. You know, when you build a network of people and then you realize, you know, I want to bring people together for something. Yeah. It's really important to have that community that you can yeah. draw from. So yeah. you not only had skill, you had a Rolodex... Can I say such an old term? But like a contact list of yeah. people who could really help you get it done. It's so true. I I felt so popular. Because <laughs> when I was looking through this, I was thinking, 
um, who would I like to like invite to to participate with this? And I was looking, and I'm like, oh, this person would be great. This person would be great. And at at some point, I thought, oh, I can't invite everybody because some people won't have any time to perform on these like programs. these concerts are going to be seven hours long yeah i mean uh, for the record how long are they what's more everything? okay so here's the thing um some are different than others so the first one on may 7th in thousand oaks is um it's like an hour 10 um ventura is an interesting one so ventura is on may 15th at saint paul's episcopal church and we're partnering with saint paul's episcopal church choir who's doing a compliment service right afterwards so there's going to be like a five minute you know um intermission exactly um and because of the timing so that that concert will be um maybe 50 minutes it's a 45 50 minutes so it's a much shorter concert but you can get extra if you want exactly very yes exactly and then Santa Barbara, um, May 29th at Dean Chapel in West, uh, at Westmont College. Um, that one, I'm still like, there's still a little bit of room to program a little bit more on. So I'm excited about that. Um, at the moment, it's a bit of a, the Caitlin show, and I would like to. But the um, Caitlin show is a wonderful. Not show. everyone wants to see that, though. <laughs> but then Thousand Oaks. Um, the, the last one is back in Thousand Oaks on May 29th um, at Hillcrest Center for the Arts. That one will be a little bit longer. We have um, amazing musicians, um, uh, Gulia Gurevich and Sasha. From uh, sorry, Alexander. Yes, mm-hmm, Gurevich. And they are coming to perform. Um, oh, what are they not playing? We're playing a Lysenko trio. We're playing a Beethoven trio. She's going to play some really great music. She's finishing up her DMA at UCSB, and so I think she'll try to throw some of that stuff exactly um so i can see that um program being the on the longer side Mm -hmm. gotcha gotcha so lots of amazing amazing musicians and taking the opportunity to take all of your skills and pour it into this particular endeavor the other the other thing too we should mention is not only did caitlin curate a concert um, and curate amazing musicians for this concert series. There's also other opportunities to raise money, and might yes. want to talk a little bit about silent auctions and yes. all the other things you have going on. I am impressed with our silent auction offerings. I, which means come and bid. Yes. <laughs> um, sometimes I've been uh, to events, and they're like, you know, bid for this cruise for two and this is not in my tax bracket you know yeah. or, or your time like who yeah, has the exactly. time to go I'm gonna take some Mexican Riviera cruise exactly <laughs> exactly so I feel like um there is a pragmatic um in um so tell me it's yes. Starbucks gift cards like what are we looking at? so yeah I think there's a Starbucks like gift basket there is um a really fun one um that I think I'm going to put for the first 1,000 Oaks, um, a day in Ventura. And so that has a Ventura e-bikes um, rental company. Which if you've never done it, have you ever done e-bikes? I love e-bikes. They're so fun. I have a friend who, okay, this is random, but um, in Switzerland, she, her her husband worked for a Cannondale or Specializer, one of those. And she rode an e-bike to the hospital to give birth. Oh, oh my. I know. She God was bless her. So whenever I think of e-bikes, I think of her. But anyway, it doesn't matter. You think um, of pregnancy. I know. I know. 
right. It's a random tangent. Um, so, um, a very generous gift card um, that amounts to a full day rental for two e-bikes. Um, um, what else? Um, gift cards to um, all sorts of places up and down Main Street. Um, BZ's Papier, which is like a wonderful journal and, and um, pen, um, like, you know, for us list makers, it's right. a really great um, stationery store. Um, we have a Green Thumb Nursery. We have um, an amazing uh, gift card from Mouthful Eatery. Have you ever been there? Yeah, it's delicious. Peruvian, yeah. Very, very tasty. Their are like... Wait, is there a Mouthful in Ventura? No, sorry, sorry. That that's how snooks. I'm getting off topic. I'm just starting. No, to she's listen. just she's just all listing all the wonderful. Yes, I'm just so excited. They are all well. They're all my favorite businesses too. So <laughs> I might just bid for all of them and outbid everybody. Um, what else? We also have just like some sponsors as well, which is amazing. Um, just uh, donating directly to UNICEF on our behalf. It's amazing. Uh, support um, and now how, the other question I, w- I yeah. would have for you too is how did you get all these venues to say hey o- open their door to you that is that's, it, it was a little bit t- difficult it was a little bit tough um, I because I'm assuming you're not renting space no well mm-hmm. oh okay well let's keep moving yeah um, <laughs> so St. Patrick's Episcopal Church um, was an easy fit because our lovely pianist friend Eric Kinsley is the music minister there um, it's in a great location and very, it's a very, very central thousand. Yes. And it's a very open congregation. And I feel like that's really important to have that, that, um, mentality for these, these events. Um, Ventura St. Paul's Episcopal Church. I play a lot there. Um, their music ministry, um, is amazing. They have so much talent their choirs great they are headed up by dr felix eisenhower and tara eisenhower um and and then sarah Frey edwards is their organist they just have really forward-thinking um thoughts on music and so i recently played um a good friday service there and he said i want avant-garde i want like um you know uh extended techniques and usually i can i don't even know how many church directors know that term extended techniques i know and i'm like are you sure i mean i know we've been friends for for ages so i knew he was he was um he knew his own mind in that but i've never played a church service (laughs) and played Extended techniques. Yeah. I mean, that's just like a funny, for those people who don't know, it's a funny little buzzword in yeah. contemporary classical music. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's it's a pleasure because usually when I play church services, it's, it's like the something. Same six pieces. Yeah, and it's something fluting, something fun, and something sweet sounding. And he's like, make it weird. Um, <laughs> and so we, we also performed. Um, he kind of, he transcribed a, an arrangement of um, the Samuel Bar- Barber crucifixion. Oh, I love the I love songs for that. Oh my <gasps> gosh! I know. So, um, so I had a connection with St. Paul's Episcopal Church, um, Westmont College, Helen Park um, used to teach uh, clarinet. At, at Westmont, and then she changed careers. She worked in administration, and now she works in HR at Westmont. And 
she's one of my oldest and dearest friends and I she was an um one of my first choices I want to play with you and so this is calling back to your contacts from prior to all your moves like when you lived in San oh Rome yeah she she went to grad school with me and, wow and we've been friends ever since. Yeah. So make nice in grad school, friends. <laughs> you never know when you're going to see those amazing musicians and, and pals later. Although, I mean, we really came from a, a, a place of, I like you as a person and you also play music. No, I know. Yeah. I'm, I always say, though, the one thing that as you're on your journey in life, be a good human. So and I say that all the time. You'll be able to, and it's not because you're trying to be opportunistic. Yeah. But I think what you're talking about in terms of, in terms of reaching out to people you want to work with. Yeah. It's because on a personal human level, you want to spend time with those people and you happen to be making music and communicating with people you want to communicate with. Yes. Um, in undergrad, um, the first semester, <clears throat> we had to take a, all of us had to take a, a class called music no sorry career orientation for music majors and it was every friday and they just kind of brought in alumnus uh alumni to to um speak on some subject and all of them had the the subject of networking yeah and i have such a visceral reaction to that term because i feel like it's so disingenuous it's like Hey, with like the finger guns and it's, you're so much finger guns, but you don't, I mean, if you're, if you're doing it right, you're not being disingenuous. Exactly. And it's basically just be a good person, be easy to work with, be, um, be the person that they're going to want to call. Exactly. And then meet new people and get to know them and be a good person. Like basically, yeah. Be a good human. Just be be a good person. And I think if you are disingenuous in the networking, you're, you'll quickly fall to the bottom. Absolutely. And we, we realized that through the semester that when they say networking, they just mean like, just be a good person. Um, and don't forget to talk. I mean, the other thing too is that sounds really horrible when I say it out loud, but you, you don't want to fade into the woodwork either. Yeah. You don't want to be forgettable. Yeah. And I think that, I think it's important for musicians to, to embrace themselves as a full person. Yeah. When you're coming as a musician, like a contracted musician, you don't want to just say, okay, I'm the flutist. I'm the flutist, but I really love hiking and yeah. I have two weird dogs. I have dogs. cute dogs. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so people remember you because you're a fully fleshed out person and not yeah. just like a, another female flutist. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who's playing this part and I play it well. Yeah. That's but... great and everything, but I'm also nice to talk with. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, clearly because you're on my podcast. Oh, today. of course. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is what I, mean, I think it is. What it is in dealing with like how you end up calling upon all these skills, your network, your your abilities, not just as a musician. And I think one of the interesting things about this conversation that we're having is we're both working musicians, mm-hmm. and the idea, and obviously the theme of talking about using using your gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do something that has purpose and meaning, but also using your life experience and your those skills that that yeah. don't go away. What yeah. was the quote? What was it? Um, oh, what, like what will you do with all of these skills? And they will keep. They will keep. Yes. I was also. I knew I was going to be partaking in a, a big project. Um, I could just kind of feel it, like something was was brewing. Brewing. Exactly. Now, is that? And I have the, 
this is going to sound abstract, but do you feel like you were open to that more because of the prior two years or do you feel like it just like hit you like a ton of bricks in a moment? That is a really good question. I think it was, well, okay. I do hyperfixate on projects. Um, that's just a fun fact about me, but um, I I know the feeling. Um, are we hyperfixating together on a project? Perpetually hyperfixate on what, and if I don't have one, I find one. Yes, exactly. Um, but I think that during the pandemic, I, um, I've been taking stock, um, in what I'm, I'm spending my time doing and if, if it's fulfilling, um, if I need a change, I really love change. I think that is a theme for so many of us. It's mm-hmm. the pandemic was an opportunity for us to reevaluate, like yes. how are we doing our lives? Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day. We're talking about the seasons of your life where you're like, how are you? I'm good. It's the same as last week, but it's yeah. only now another week later, we're doing the mm-hmm. same thing. And you, it's very easy depending on the season of your life mm-hmm. to feel like you live the same year over and over again. Yes. And the pandemic was an opportunity to put the brakes on and mm-hmm. say, are these things still serving me? Mm-hmm. And am I using my life in a way that I'm going to look back on and say, that was a good use of my time mm-hmm. and my talent. Yeah. And so that's why I'm super curious to see if the pandemic had any impact on your openness or the, or maybe even that it left us all a little bit extra raw so that when something like Ukraine came about, mm-hmm. we were, it hit us in the tender spot that may not have been there if we were just constantly living our normal pre-pandemic lives. Yeah. I, I think all of that is true. I think that it can be all of those things at the same time. Um, for me, it was, I always have projects going, but sometimes, um, it's, it's more of a career, um, move and not instead of just a philanthropic, um, project. Yeah. I mean, in my, my flute studio, I, we usually have at least one or two philanthropic endeavors um, a year. I but those are adjunct endeavors to your flute studio. This is exactly. not an adjunct event. This yes. is well, like I'm 100%. trying to make it my flute studio as well. I'm trying to get these kids involved and figure out ways to get them involved. But, yeah. but really, it seems like the primary focus on the Ukrainian concert series, coming from what I'm understanding from you, uh-huh. is. It is 100% philanthropic. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not serving any other purpose, but yeah, no, I, I've always had a, a, like a, a feeling that I, that I should do what I can with what I have in the moment that to make a difference, to make a difference. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could just feel that there was something percolating, something brewing in the background. Um, and there was, a, there were a couple quotes that I kept hearing in my head, oh, yeah. which doesn't always happen. So when it, when I keep thinking about it, I, I think, okay, something's, something's coming. Oh, Leonard Bernstein? Something Stephen good. Sondheim? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. <laughs> um, the quote, and, and I, I get very, like, verklempt when I try to even say this quote out loud. I don't know why, but um, um, it's, uh, there are two opinions that should matter to you. There are only two opinions that should matter to you. 
that of yourself at age eight and of yourself at age 80. And I kept like at the beginning when I was thinking about this, I kept thinking those two people would be proud of, of, what of what I'm doing and what, mm-hmm. what I could be doing more. Um, so, and when I would maybe get frustrated with this project or um, have a lot of no-goes, a, a couple days of... of, um, of hitting walls. Hitting walls, yeah. thank you. Um, I, I would just say, okay, come on. Yeah. yeah, make them proud. So, you know, it's funny. Mine, I have, just being a singer, we, we deal with people's tragedies in lives a lot yeah. in terms of being the soothing, literally the voice of, mm-hmm. of sorrow frequently. Mm-hmm. I sing yeah. a lot of funerals. I sing a lot of memorials. Um, and you realize that that's a big, a big part of your role is to bring comfort to others. Yes. And whenever there's a big tragedy, I have one quote too that sticks up. And uh-huh. oddly enough, musical theater, Jason Robert Brown, all the time, I think a wise woman does what she knows. If it's fighting, she fights. If it's sewing, she sews. I love that. And all the time, I think, well, I know how to sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and whenever there's a tragedy, and we've in this particular community dealt with, I feel more than our fair share of Absolutely. catastrophic tragedy. Absolutely. You go, you know, all I can do is show up and sing. Yeah. And if that brings people comfort. Mm-hmm. I know that my eight-year-old self and my 80-year-old self mm-hmm. is going to be really grateful for that. Yeah. And making the decision to use my gifts yeah. to be the catalyst for change or for, for me mostly, not as much change, but for comfort and healing. If mm-hmm. I can do that for people, that that feels really important. And it, it speaks a lot to what you were talking about in terms of you could raise money. Mm-hmm. You could raise money. You I. I should mention a little backstory. Caitlin said, uh, hopefully we make more money than if I had taken on a part-time job and donated. <laughs> and it was really funny because it, it strikes me as interesting because yes, we need to raise money. That number one, we hope to raise a significant amount of money mm-hmm. for UNICEF mm-hmm. and for the Ukrainian cause. Mm-hmm. But there's something greater than just, than just the raising money. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the greater thing is bringing some level of healing to the Ukrainian people mm-hmm. to offer our gifts in solidarity mm-hmm. and also giving those of us who are playing and singing an opportunity to do something, to yeah. feel less helpless. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it, I want to say a big thank you to Caitlin for all her work on this project because I know it means a lot to those of us who are participating. I want to say thank you for your response to my, uh, hopefully I, we make more money than if I got a part-time job. Um, <laughs> we will, we will definitely, no, we're manifesting, no. we're going to make a fortune. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think we've already made quite a bit just through sponsorships. Um, but I really want to see how much we could make through this. I want to see if that it can make a real difference in many, many people's lives. Um, but I want to personally thank you because um, I needed to hear that the other day when you said that. Um, sometimes I can get kind of caught in the in the weeds of a yeah. project, and to see a macro view is an important thing. And you yeah. reminded me of that. Well, it's an interesting thing to think too. I mean, we talk about thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, we're quoting a lot today. My grandmother used to say, which I don't think was hers, "When you sing, you pray twice." 
So if we can put music out in the world, mm-hmm. use our gifts, mm-hmm. and really have a sense of purpose with what we're doing, I keep saying the word purpose because mm-hmm. it seems to be my personal theme coming out of COVID is you know living my life with an extraordinary amount of purpose yes. and making choices about how I spend my professional time mm-hmm. and my personal time living with purpose and doing things and using my gifts and my talents to help other people and to provide some level of comfort for people. That's purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been a really a wonderful opportunity for us to all kind of catalyze around something that matters and to give us a chance to, to sing into the darkness, to create something light and beautiful and an event also to bring people together, multiple events so people can come out and mourn together and find some hope and some light and joy with one another, whether it's those of us who are playing together or those in the audience who I hope will feel that as I, well. I hope so too. Mm-hmm. So, and it's much more important than you taking an, an extra job, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a few extra students and like yeah, throwing exactly. some money in the kitty, mm-hmm. um, which you could have easily done. But I think, I think the whole concept of making music and sending that out much like a prayer mm-hmm. where we're all coming together to do this thing that humans just amazingly do. Yeah. I feel like when, when things go awry, there are helpers and isn't that even a, that is another Rogers. Quote too. <laughs> <laughs> Look to the helpers. Look to the helpers yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. What is with us? Um, Amazing. And um, I always try to, React in that way with the, with the fires we always did um, in my in my flute studio busking for charity um, and raising money for for every year of those we every every oh, year we yes. had a busking for charity and we said <laughs> more what, fires yeah what um, organization do we want to help this year and animals clean water blah 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 nope fires. there's another fire okay great okay, okay. with more fires mm-hmm. um, and so my listeners on the east coast are going to be like what. Yeah. yeah, for my, my friends in Pennsylvania, yeah, Southern California deals with a lot of fire. Everything is on fire. Everything all is the on time. fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I do hope that we can we can make a difference. We can raise some much needed donations through um, private donations um, and through sponsorships and through um, the winning of silent auction items so win-win all around yes and lots of thoughts and prayers for the people in ukraine and doing something that that will hopefully make some impact for people and maybe even save a life here or there that Mm -hmm. would be a wonderful thing so caitlin without any further ado let us know how people can find the concerts yes how, um, how they can donate and how they can support so, um, the event, I don't even think we've talked about what the event title is. Go for it. The event title is Music for Ukraine. If you um, hadn't figured that out right now. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, Music for Ukraine, benefit concerts for humanitarian aid. Um, you can uh, find more information on all of the concerts, including who is playing what. Um, you can you can reserve free tickets. You can learn more about... Oh, and is there a ticket? Is there a ticket price or is it just donations? It's just donations. So, uh, you, so you can give $7,000 at the door if you want. Y- you yeah. You could. You could. <laughs> or you don't have to give anything. So just come and experience it. This is how you, you would make donations. You would go to the um, UNICEF-sponsored website. So the, the funds never go through my hands, and that, that was on purpose. I wanted it to be, be as transparent as possible. Um, events.unicefusa.org 
backslash event backslash music hyphen floor hyphen Ukraine. And for the record, that will be in the show notes. Thank you. So basically, if you go to, um, if you just even Google events UNICEF USA, it will get the first thing that will pop up um, will be the uh, website of all of the events that are coming up with UNICEF. It's the first one. Um, And a hundred percent of the donations will benefit UNICEF's response to the war in Ukraine, and, and they are also tax deductible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we mm-hmm. hope to we hope to inspire you to not only if you can if you're in the Southern California area to come out and see it. And will will there be any live streaming of these concerts? There will be at least for the first one okay. um, through St. Patrick's Episcopal Church website, um, and check the. Um, event website for more information on that great and any social media or anything else you want to shout out um no <laughs> no caitlin's like i'm not a big fan <laughs> i my dogs have instagram accounts um <laughs> so you can follow them Rafe the or <laughs> or info about caitlin Bruce's voice uh, his voice studio. Flute studio um i have a website that needs to be updating and i have a flute studio instagram account um CaitlinBaruch.com. That's C-A-I-T-L-I-N-B as in boy O-R-U-C-H dot com. So if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about Caitlin's day jobs yes. <laughs> or her playing or her teaching and her, her whereabouts, what she's doing other than this incredible music for Ukraine endeavor, uh, go check her out. Check out her website. And uh, if you know somebody that needs a flute lesson, she's a pretty stellar teacher. I'm, I'm Oh, so never mind. Don't call her. Um, you can be on my waiting list, but I can also um, refer you to refer you to. Of course, course. Yeah. yes. It's always a good happy thing. to do that. Mm-hmm. Happy to do that. Well, thank you, Caitlin, so much for coming and chatting with us on the Master Your Voice podcast. Thank you. So much fun to see it's you. It's been fun. Da 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 Well, thank you so much for tuning into this edition of the Master Your Voice podcast. I hope you were inspired and maybe thought a little bit about how you might incorporate purpose into your work. If you want to learn a little bit more about the Master Your Voice Facebook group and my work, feel free to check us out on Facebook. You can find us at Master Your Voice, all one word, capital Y-O-U-R, or check out my website, www.vosvoice, that's V as in Victor, A, S as in Sam, S as in Sam, voice.com. Uh.